Hi, welcome to Swordnut Radio. This episode is our 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign, Doors. We're very happy and excited to be introducing a new player, Alex Laurier, known to us as Dax. Alex used to play with us in the Lost Mine of Fandalva campaign that we set up when we first started this crazy ride, and you'll hear us refer to him quite a lot in the early episodes. He's a lot of fun, and I think you'll really enjoy his character. We forgot to do the feedback at the start of this episode, but we've only got the one, and it was, it was posted up on our little secret forum, so all the players have seen it, and uh, everyone likes it and thinks it's it's really sweet. But I'll recap it now, because, hey, feedback. Uh, so, Seth Kastner said, I found Swordnut Radio yesterday by way of episode 12, that's the character creation session, while I was working on creating my first D&D character. Now I'm binge listening to the campaign and have been well entertained and I'm now much more excited about the possibilities of role-playing for the first time at 31 years old. Random fact, Eurasian collared doves have taken over my backyard in Oklahoma City. It's really cool to hear that we've given people ideas or we've made people more excited about the hobby and I think that's the best compliment we can have is that people are entertained and they want to do it themselves. That That's brilliant. For the record, I started role-playing even later than that. I think I was about 33 and with this group of people. So you're never too old, and anyone can get into this at any time. So if you're the sort of gamer who has been frustrated for their whole lives and they've been wanting to play and, and, and all sorts and have never been able to find a group or get people motivated to start a game that lasts for more than a couple of weeks, there are ways. I mean, go online. Uh, even if you don't know people in your social circle, you can go online you know, or maybe set up a Facebook page like I did in Manchester or go on meetup.com or something like that, and there will be something there for people to meet up and get together and play role-playing games at any age in any place so Seth thanks for the feedback we really appreciate it on with the show all right um, uh, so, so, so what, what were you doing what brought you to this part of the world so basically I got I went to find my monastery and my monastery was not there and it was confirmation for me that I had been away too long I'd been isolated I'd gone mad um, did my monastery even exist you know, I'm starting to really doubt it because I was so sure that's where my monastery was. So I just picked a direction and walked, hoping to find some humans and to connect and to become a monk again and to encounter holy people and gods. Uh, I have no specific deity, I believe. All all the divine should be respected, but I have a connection with nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe I've beheld the town in which you are now in and gone, that sounds like a jolly lovely place to start speaking to people again. Oh, I'm sure they're all lovely. <laughs> everyone in there is absolutely just a joy. I mean, they really are. They're like, they can't do enough for you. Um, they see you coming across the fields or something. They're like, how are you, my friend? How are you? Can I do anything for you? Is there anything you'd like? You look like you've come a long way. Oh. Would you would you like to sit? Would you like a, a sit down? I could, I could find you some water. No one can do enough for you unless you say something stupid, yeah. which I invariably invariably will. Uh, and not had, I have not had interaction for sixty years, except and, with animals. Yeah. And you, <laughs> yeah, me and you, at the exact same time. Then I'd say, but I wasn't that lonely. <laughs> <laughs> So you hear an insane crash happen in the town and you see what looks like a crab's claw almost coming over the rooftops and, and then come down again. There's another crash. And so that's how big we're talking? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, we're not talking more than like two stories, but still, it's, it's over it's rooftops. bigger than us. Yeah. No, it's like 15, 12, 15 foot tall. 
Um, well, then my decision is going to be this can only be a god. Absolutely. This is amazing. I can think of no other thing that could possibly explain that. You're that probably must be right. a god. It probably is a god. Yeah, so I, because my, I respect deity above all else, I'm going to go and run with adoration on my face amidst the screams, I imagine, um, toward the god. Not a lot of screams going on. There's a lot of agitated people. Um, there's also people running around and, and whatnot looking a bit confused. Uh, but no one's really screaming. I'm not going to run to the gods' like feet. I'm going to run into view. So I want to know what I'm seeing. Okay, so you, you know, run into the, uh, this, this town. It's, it's, there's a, a direct path. We're, we're assuming you're coming from the north. So there's this direct road coming from the north into the, into the centre where the marketplace is. It's a really easy way to get there. Most people are sort of running the other way, but there's not a huge population, so you know, you're not fighting your way through crowds. You come closer and you see this thing start to move with purpose forward, and you see it cross the marketplace. You see a man who is blue in the face, not out of effort, but because his face is blue and scaly and has a, a large white horn on it. Okay. Um, who's wearing plate armor of very very um, ornate quality, very very high quality plate armor? With sort of, it's it's heat treated blue, so it's sort of black and blue in the sun. Mm. You, see, you see him try and take a swipe at this thing's leg, and you see um, a short fella who's built like a brick shit house, or maybe just a brick, um, <laughs> who's, who's swinging a sword at it. So he's sort of crouching behind the shield, swinging the sword at this thing, and you doesn't sure seem to be he, much doing. He might be trying to hit it with his bow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not his arrows, but his bow. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> you see this thing just breeze past them. Sort of the, yeah. the, I um, completely forgot about it until you mentioned it. <laughs> the blue man takes a swipe of this thing's leg that would completely take off the leg of any other creature, or at very least hamstring this thing. But it doesn't seem to phase it in the slightest. So uh, everyone fighting the thing? Uh, no, just these two guys. And as so it, the blue guy and yeah. And this short fella. So none of our party at the moment. Short Short fella is part of our party. Oh right, okay, all right, okay. That's you see. You see this guy um, with massive set of arms with the pincers on it that you you saw earlier. But he's actually got two small arms underneath those, and he just whacks this guy in the face. And again with the with the pincer for like just a two for hit, it sends this guy sprawling to the ground. And he hasn't broken stride. He's just running past these guys, running. In a straight line, with destruction behind and nothing in for- forward, so he's just—it's just mad rage. And you see him uh, come through the, most of the marketplace in about two strides. And there's a figure in a doorway who um, has a dagger in one hand and a, a little hand crossbow in the other, and then tries to loose one off. But this thing gets there just beforehand and just flattens it with uh, one of its pincers. Rue, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, so I'll stand. I'll stand over here and watch. I may pass watch. out slightly. Gimbal, what are you do? <laughs> As a free action, you pass out a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, last I remember, Bleak had handed me one of his daggers. Yeah, here you dagger. So I'm basically just going to look at now his porridge. What I <laughs> Bleak Bleak pancake. Look at the dagger, and I'm going to I'm going to dag between its legs. Diamonds in what's legs? The creature thing in front of me. What creature? Oh, it's gone. 
How's it gone? You're the worst fucking DM ever. <laughs> there's no creature. Poof gone. There's this trail of destruction. There's a dead bleak. bleak there's cake. a dead body on the ground. There's a sense of stillness in the air now. A very eerie stillness in the air. Maybe just in contrast to the noise just beforehand. And there's a bit of a creak of timber and, and like a, a plank of wood falls off a building. And Gimbal, the, the inhale. Mm. And Gimbal is going to shout out, What the fuck was that? It's enough. She uses his sword uh, and walks past you, looking at, at Bleak's body. He's you know, dragging Karahad behind him, who's kind of in a stupor at the moment. He's not really... He's not unconscious or anything. He's just dazed, so he's just sort of bringing, bringing it along. Shoves him into the house past Bleak's body, and he doesn't even really sort of recognise that it's there. He says to you all, I think you should go. And he turns around and he strides out with a purpose. <gasps> Bleak! Bleak! Fuck! Shit! I jump to Bleak and start, like, I don't know, trying to scoop him back together again. How how mangled is the body? Um, he's in one piece. He's just been flattened. He's, yeah. So possibly broken ribs sticking through the skin sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, I start kind of slapping Bleak around the face a little bit. And Where kind of is this him. happening? It's Has a, it been dragged? Have you been dragged away from me, from my line of sight? You are about thirty feet away from these guys. Okay. If you chose not to go further into the, the marketplace, okay. You you can see clearly what's happening amongst all of them. You're, you're within shouting ranges. Where you, um, there they are, kind of on this small porch in front of what seems to be quite a grand house or guild hall or something. Mm-hmm. And have a, a dead bleak in front of them. So, okay, yeah, so you're attending to bleak. Yeah, I'm slapping around the Gimbal's, face a little bit, head on the chest, trying to listen for a heartbeat, seeing if there's any indication of life. Gim- Gimbal's just very much like, fuck bleak. He's going to run over to Karahad, drop to his knees, and do his thing. And I'm going <laughs> 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 to cast Cure Wounds on Karahad. Got to touch him. Creature I touch regains a number of hit points equal to 1d8 plus my spellcasting ability modifier. Cool, roll it. Five, seven. Okay, so yeah, so he's he's back up. He's not necessarily fighting fit, but he's uh, not in his day's state anymore. He's he's able to go around. At this point, uh, Karahad becomes your sock puppet. So you know, you guys tell me what you want him to do. Cool. Can I do a medicine check on Bleak to see if? He's alive, dead, semi-conscious, anything. You can run a medicine check. That is uh, 19 with a plus one, so 20, not natural. You reckon that Bleak has had it? Like, his chest is caved in? He's not flat, and he's not bleeding everywhere. Um, there's no fluid coming out of him, really, but it, it's... Um, you can tell a corpse when you've seen it. You've seen enough of them recently. Okay, I just sit back and stare in the... In the Hail! Gimbal. Hail! <laughs> Gimbal glances over, sees somebody, and just walks back over to Bleak. I am versed in the arts of medicine, <laughs> and I believe you have need. I am Frost on the Hillside, and I have a medicine kit. <laughs> I have a plus far in medicine. And Can you bring people back from the dead? And there's a theme tune, and there's a there's a there's a splash Ta-da. page. <laughs> Fast on the hillside. <laughs> He's super effective. Frost. Yeah, so I, I I'm genuinely asking you: Can you bring people back from the dead? 
Only the gods have that power. And what use are you? <laughs> I am a servant of the gods. Now I have some plasters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how efficient they'll be. Stop making me laugh and trying to mourn. You're bereft. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm in shell, I'm in just in shock at the second. Zenath has, has, has completely just disappeared from, from view. You, you would, knowing what you know about him, you know he's probably out trying to repair what damage has been done or you know, see what's happened. Can I attend to bleak? You can make a wisdom medicine check, please. Okay. Bye. Nine. Nine. Oh, he dead. <laughs> oh, he dead. dead. Bang! <laughs> no, nope, that didn't work. It usually does. <laughs> if I punch him harder. <laughs> Wake up! There. Hang on a if I get a small part of that pincer and mix it up with some water, and mix that water up with some more water, <laughs> does anyone yeah, have a small part of the pincer? first action, <laughs> my first ever action is, is just basically going, Hello! <laughs> No, I can, so so, nothing so, I can do. He's a dignified beyond my power. So as a dignified saying, he sort of reach over and close his eyes. And... Oh and, God, can we please say at the same time? <laughs> at the same time, Gimbal's gonna fiddle with heart. Um, oh use, really? There's a yeah, time enough. And place. use healing word, which is a D4 plus spellcasting modifier. That's a four. Uh, so four, you sort of reach out and and this uh, healing stuff that you do do all the time is like you. What you do is you sort of find a spark within someone and it. it it feels like you kind of connect to that spark and fan it a bit and, and make it grow and, and, and maybe give something of yourself or, or something around you to, you know, to that energy and it kind of grows. You don't find that spark. Oh. Oh, boy, shit. <laughs> In fact, uh, roll, me a, roll me a D20 Arcana, please. <laughs> Three. Yeah, yeah, you don't find that spark. Um <laughs> Rue starts mumbling to himself. You can't quite tell what he's saying, but it, it seems like a two-sided conversation with himself. Do you want to roll a listen, Jack? <laughs> yeah, do it. Um, what is it? Would it be... Perception. Perception, yeah. yeah. I just used the same fucking dice. Five. Uh, five? Is that the dice that only has five on it? Apparently. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Gimbal hears it, doesn't, can't tell what he's saying, so steps closer and leans in. Yeah, no, 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 I'll give you that, that's fine. You just, you just in. What, what, oh, for what? fuck's sake! <laughs> Another fucking five! Perception! No, no, no. I wouldn't, I, I, I'd give it, because you're leaning in, you, you're going to hear it. Oh, right, okay. Um, do you want, do you want to hear yeah, this? Yeah, I'll go in as well. Two! So you guys like leaning in to listen now? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You you hear me going? Well, you might as well because you, you know what well, was the point? Otherwise, you can't go back to what you do. But yeah, what, 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 how do you do it? Well, you know, it's got to be quick. But you know, um, is quick going to be painless? Well, I don't know. I was saying that somebody's got to have. Gimbal's just going to lay a hand on your shoulder gently. I'm going to look up at you and say, "You got Bleak's knife?" Yes. Can I have it, please? What for? I think I'm going to kill myself with it. Not a good idea. Why? Because I can't go back. I can't. I can't. I failed. I failed. And and I'm, I'm going to lose my powers. And Gimbal slaps him in the face. Yeah, I am still going to go back to how I was. So, you know, it makes no difference. And backslap. <laughs> Pull it together, man. My friend, though I do not know your name, a wise master once said, though the owl may appear the wisest animal, the fox knows where the sparrow nests. <laughs> 
told you I forgot all of my teachings. Just vague ideas of what they were. Literally, I could just picture this. this that you, that like, you get inspiration. Absolutely. I can just totally picture this, 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 this guy just being like... Really assuring and then tailing off towards the end as he forgets where he's. Hi, by the way, I'm Frost on the Valley. <laughs> uh, inspiration means that um, at any point you can spend that or give it to someone else um, in order to roll with advantage on a roll. Oh. That's where you roll 2d20s and take the higher result. Yeah, might actually do that. Save, that has saved us on many, many occasions. Okay, I, 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 I am going to. I'm going to. I want Fuzz to do a constitution saving throw on my behalf. Okay. Because he is kind of an extension of me. So you rolled all the good out of him. Uh, seven. Seven. So he sort of nudges up against you and comes into your arm. Aww. I'll give him a little pet. Aww. But he's not really affecting my mood very much. What's that? Oh, <laughs> uh, Fuss. Who are you again? I am called Frost on the Hillside, but you may call me Frost on the. Well, probably Frost. But you could call me Frost on the hillside. Who the fuck is this guy? That actually, the, the bizarreness of you has snapped me out of my stupid <laughs> Who is this guy and why is he talking to us? I don't know. He was trying to help Bleak and failed. I'm afraid sometimes beyond the veil of this world, even those without whom we cannot see. I am Frost on the Hillside and I have recently come into this town to seek out people who are holy. And I beheld a god, an angry, vengeful god. As a DM, what I can tell you is that if you want to give him um, inspiration and thus allow him to re-roll his constitution check, um, you may do that. If that's the thing that you would like to do. I'm going to place my hand on your shoulder yeah. and look into your eyes and say, have faith, and I'm going to use my actual faith to inspire you to sleep with this weird little fucking stone. Oh, thank you very much. I'm like, shit's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, like, there's interesting mushrooms growing in my cave. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm mad. Oh god, I'm radical. Like, look, look. Okay, <laughs> <I> glow. <laughs> I will do my own constitution yes. saving throw. If you lick Oh yeah, one. nice. Okay. There we go. So yeah, 19. So I'm, I'm definitely... I, right, okay. So I snap out of it a little bit. And I think to myself... Right, okay, there's only... Right, yeah, you're right, killing yourself, that's a bad idea. That's a, well, this early, it's a bad idea. Might still be a good idea. No, anyway, right, okay. I need someone to lay me out. <laughs> I beg your pardon. I need someone to knock me unconscious because I need to speak to my benefactor and I can only do that when I'm unconscious and there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to and sleep right now. Gimbal's going to go, benefactor? What sorcery is this? Yeah... At this point, Zinath sort of comes charging back and sees you all out there. He literally bundles everyone who stood outside. Everyone just wait. Zinath's the green, the blue guy. The blue yeah, guy. yeah. Uh, he's going to bundle everyone towards the entrance to this house and get you inside. And uh, Frost is kind of caught up in that as well. Um, you see, he's very much just lumping everyone in together. And he sort of pulls you all in, and then he pulls Bleak's corpse through, and then puts him into the, the sitting room where you first had your little chat. He, he says to you, "We still have a deal." So I'll do the accent because we still have a deal. You have exposed yourself in this town now. Everyone has seen what's happened. Everyone's talking about what's happened. And I must get rid of you before you are associated with me. Leave now. I'll do what I can to put this man at rest. But you must leave now. 
or the wife will come and she will kill all of you. And I will not stop her. I will have to help her. Excuse me. Do you know this guy? Yeah. Um, Do I have to leave too? I don't know. Does this guy have to leave too? Hello. And he, he literally just doesn't care. He's just out. Now, take the back entrance. Same way you get in the tent first. Leave now. I, I will have to. I'll the only one I know. Make, <laughs> make your way along the main. Uh, make your way along the main trade road to the coast. I'll have someone meet you there. They'll okay. take you to the green. Okay, I'll leave. But there's one thing I must do first. Is it quick? It is very quick. Do it. Okay, so I go to the front door where Leech is lied. No, no, he's, he's, he's been pulled. Oh, he's, yeah. he's... All right, well, I still go to the front door uh, and I reach outside and I grab a handful of dirt and I bring it back and I pour it into Bleak's mouth, close it up and I'm like, right, now I can leave. Very well. Rather unkind. Gimbal's looking at you weird and it's just going to be like, you've got a lot of explaining to do. I'm thinking he had some points. Let's go. You oh, are... shit, you were asleep, weren't you, when I had the chat with? Yeah. Oh, so you don't know any of this, do you? Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Yeah, all, okay. I, all I know is that something about you has changed since I first met you. Yeah, no, yeah, fair point. Okay, totally forgotten about that. Good call. Right, okay, so yeah, leaving by the out. You, you've, you've been ushered out, you, you've got to leave by the back entrance of this house. I am bewildered as fuck. I tottled into this town on the outskirts, everyone was lovely, mm-hmm. and now I'm being ushered along by a dragon thing after seeing a god and watching uh, someone die. And now, and all I wanted to do was wear sandals. I, I'm going to say that Karahan is going to say this, because this is totally something Karahan would do, in that he's going to turn to us and say, look, I don't know who this guy is, but he can't stay here either, and he's going to be in danger. I think for the time being, he should come with us. A small figure um, with a, a, a sort of a bald head and little wispy white bits of, of hair coming down. And he's maybe two feet tall, wearing uh, red robes with gold trim comes to you and stands in front of you and Holds his hands aloft and goes, Welcome to the realm of Dungeons and Dragons! <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, what are you doing? Um, so, yeah, so. It doesn't so, actually happen. <laughs> so, so, I think Karahan. So which, which way are we going? We've come out the back entrance, which is here. Yeah, you, you are uh, told to sort of sneak out somewhere and take the road to the coast, which is the road that goes past the, uh, the, encampment. the, the encampment there. But, I mean, it's up to you which way you go. Well, we've been told if the White Caesar should kill us, yeah. so I suggest we take the South Road and then cut across and go around. Yeah, wide berth. Yeah. Okay. Are you taking uh, taking care going? You trying to sort of blend in your way? We're gonna. Well, let me see. What's the local area like? Let's. Can I roll for? Would it be history, um, nature? That would be investigation uh, to see. Basically, I just want to see the lay of the local land. I'd imagine it'd probably be something Kara had to do, seeing as he's more military minded. But he's not. No, yeah. you. Um, well, we can roll for Karahad. Um, All right. Cool. But uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to roll an investigation with advantage. Okay. One. <laughs> you can't do worse. Thirteen. Is that total? Uh, I don't know what Karad's bonuses are, so... No, you're rolling investigation. Oh, okay, so then that would have been a 17. 17, awesome, yeah. This is the road less travelled, this is like a farmer's road. Mm. Um, the, the the houses around this area, are, so some of them are divided up into storage and stuff like that, so there's, there's spaces between places, it's not like um, it's property after property, so you can kind of like work your way through between hedges and fences and all sorts you get there's probably a very easy way to get all the way down to those fields and across 
sorry, the, the fields that, that run along the south edge of the town. I was about to say, what, what are the black lines that, represent? That is a river. That's a river, and what? And these are fields. Right, okay. Yeah. So south, uh, the south uh, east of the town is some uh, small like, kitchen garden fields, and then a, a river which you could walk across easily. Uh, but it's, it obviously sees flood as well, so it's quite deep, so you sort of scramble down into the, into the channel of it, and then you have to scramble back up again if you're not taking a bridge, but you'd, you'd sort of be hidden from sight if you're down in that. Yeah, so I, th- I think totally we should just basically come out, come down this way a bit, and then just cut across and then join back up in the road. Well, that, that's, like, that's why yeah. I'm thinking investigate, because obviously yeah. if it's a big, flat, open field, we're going to have to go pretty far out of our way. If there's trees or hills nearby, we can at least get on the other side. Of- the landscape um, on the other side of the river which you know from your recce and uh, so your, your failed attempt at, at uh, reconnoitring the, the compound, is that there's enough cover to get you to this <coughs> bridge. You'd be pretty exposed across the bridge. You can go into the stream bed uh, and simply walk across the stream. It's very low at the moment. The land beyond it is reasonably flat, but there are sort of stone walls everywhere. And they're actually getting quite big now. Uh, now there's, there's this larger lumps of rock, um, sort of basaltic rock, uh, maybe about maximum a foot across, like like flat bits of bits of rock that are now making up a lot of the the field stone. Whereas it was just sort of lighter pumice, maybe a bit of granite and that sort of stuff elsewhere. Um, it, this is getting more and more, so they're getting more massive. And obviously, if you're going to build a wall to take the stones off the land, you either build it wide or you build it tall. And they don't want to waste land, so they're building it tall. So these things are about four foot. I am uh, occasionally picking up stones and feeling the heft of it and going, oh, it's a good, good way that one has too many jagged edges. I need something smoother and putting it down again. I, and, yeah, because no one's laying me out. Yeah. I'm thinking about clapping myself over the head with a brick. Gim- Gimbal's glancing at you and muttering to yourself and uh, looking worried. But at the moment, we're concentrating on surviving, so he's not going to ask any questions. What is Frost doing at this point? And anybody tell me who, uh, who you are? I'm Rue, that's Gimbal, that's Karahad. Uh, the guy back there was Bleak. Do you have anything that will knock me unconscious? And Gimbal's just going to say, not yet. Frost looks at his elbow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have the, the butt of my short sword. The hilt may crack open your skull. Why do you want to be unconscious? I need to have a word with someone. Bloody benefactor. So if you want to have something... That you might have gathered over your travels, I'll just make you make a roll for it. If, if, if you wanted to do that, but for now, let's, let's, let's RP this. What's going on? I have a herbalism kit. I may have a sleeping draft. That'll do. At this point, you are, um, we'll say that you're sort of into the fields south of town and sort of hugging these, uh, these little field boundaries, but at some point, you're going to have to sort of get over and, and cut across the cross country. So you are, what, five minutes out of town? It's midday. Okay. If anybody looks for us, they'll find us quite easily. You'll be out for a good couple of hours. Uh, right, okay, fine. As soon as we get somewhere safe, somewhere secluded, I'm taking this stuff, alright? That's fine. Okay. Just, it's not a good idea right now to have no, no. another one of us out for the count. I get it, I get it, I get it. Uh, you'll find I'm quite proficient when it comes to the art of self-defence. Like a badger. <laughs> a funny badger. It's such a shame that the audio can't pick up that smirk. <laughs> Such a shitting smoke. Gimble's just going to say... I know things you don't know. Gimble's just going to say, um, self-defence is all well and good, but when there's four of us, self-defence does nothing for the for the team. Now let's move. Uh, someone make me a survival check, please. 
Uh, and you're leading. If anyone else would like to assist the person who's leading, you can do that. 17. 14. 10. The good news is none of you are really fucking up. So you've got the good sense that Gimbal seems to be taking point right now, which is unusual enough of itself um, so that you, you feel that uh, you, you just... Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Uh, let, let's follow him. Um, to your eyes, Frost, Gimbal is basically a child. He's basically a 10-year-old kid who talks like an adult. And everyone seems to treat like an adult. You, you might be a halfling. You've met some halflings in travel. You know, you walked mm. past some halflings and like, you've gone... Because I'm more than 60 years ago. But they look like grown-ups. Oh, no, no, just recently. Um, you know, they look like grown-ups, just really short. I'm going to look at you with the sympathy that someone might look at a deformed child. <laughs> I'm just going to... Every time you look at me, I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm being patronising, but it's in a Channel 4 documentary kind of way, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can pity you because I read The Guardian. Yeah. So, some of my best friends are deformed children. <laughs> I am going to realise that the faster I move, the sooner I'll be able to take the sleeping draft. As a result, I am going to. Um, what's the quick march? Stuff Force March. Can... Force March, yeah. I, I saw this on here the earlier on. Uh, if you want to increase the pace, increase the pace for everyone, and you are going to make a constitution check. I was going to say, yep. can I roll an investigation or whatever to see if there's like a, a cave or a... That'll be a survival. Survival check. Just basically if there's any any sort of like hole or like thicket that we can dive into to gain some cover. Nine for my constitution. Ooh. Oh, I mean, is that a saving throw? So did you say it was... I've lost track of everything that's happening. Sorry. Uh, constitution check. Check. Right, okay, so that's just dice roll plus constitution. Yes. So, yeah, um, nine. Nine. Eighteen. Uh, at this point, Rue has decided that he's going to sort of jog a little bit. So he's going to jog a few paces and he's going to walk a few paces, jog a few, walk a few. And uh, Rue, you're, you're quickly going to discover that's a bad idea on this rocky ground. For some reason, you just can't find your stride, and you're, you're making faster time, but you can't keep this up. You're going to twist your ankle eventually. It's like every time you're like, "Oh crap! Oh crap! Oh, why didn't I get more ankle support?" Can to I use channel. Lord of the Rings elf physics <laughs> to run and, like, you know, leap off daisies, <laughs> things like that, inexplicably? Breaking I, the laws of gravity. I think that's something that a monk can do at very much higher levels. Right, okay, so alright. No. So for now, I'll shuffle in my habit and yeah. my... You oh, can... I, I'm not going to wear a habit. I was going to say, what, what, are you, what are you wearing? <laughs> I'm just going to wear a good old woolen... Cassock monk's wear. Yeah, a cassock. And some like brown roby type, yeah. Yeah. traditional thing. Right, okay. But I'm also an elf, so I'm also going to have luxurious fucking hair. Right. On, and underneath the cassock is full back. L'Oreal. L'Oreal. So, are you, are you none more elf? Are you mm. pure, like pure blood? I'm a pure blood wood elf. Yeah. Okay. So you look at this guy and um, and you very much see like uh, there's, a, there's a slight elongation to the head. Um, the, the ears come up with no lobes. This is, this is like the most elf you've ever seen in your life. Almost remarkably so. As you sort of you're trying to sort of limp across the, the, the landscape or whatever, you're not making much better time, but Gimbal, um, you're gonna see that there are quite a few little stands of trees, but nothing you could hide in for any other time. But they're sort of the sort of places that farmers will take their animals, the sort of places where you would look for water and so mm. people are gonna be there. This is very much a uh, a worked landscape. 
And although you can probably hide in amongst some of these field boundaries, probably your best bet is to try and look for um, like somewhere where the field boundaries come together and, and it's like a hollow in, in, inside, or um, <clears throat> so it hasn't been filled up with stones, it's just like a space. Uh-huh. Or, That's basically what I was rolling for. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere where we can hide. Can't see anything. You can't see any of those. No. I, like the, I like to mention that although you said I can't really make fast time because there's rocks and a mattress my ankle, I don't care. Okay. In my current state of mind, so uh, I am still pressing on at the same kind of pace. It's probably going to get me injured. Roll dexterity saving throw. Uh, that's Roll. a natural twenty. So you managed not fine. to I am... screw your ankle over. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not really making much more headway. It's more yeah. that you're you're remembering to take care at the last moment. And uh, I'm not racing you. Human. I am human. No human. Yeah. Right, okay. So I'm just going to keep pace with you, all pretty easily. Yeah. Pretty damn easily. Yeah. And just occasionally look back at you trotting along behind him. Oh no, I'm I'm on point. I'm leading. Oh, are you leading? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was in front because I was. I'm amazed. Like, I was. In, I was like, let's just get the fuck out of her. Because he's like, oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's like it's all like leaping walls and just keeping low and shit. While there are places for you to stop briefly, there is nowhere really that you can see that you can. Um, hide and, and rest up for a night or say that you <clears throat> if you like uh, you can make a stealth check to see if you can pass by that compound without any chance of being seen these walls are four foot tall it's going to be fairly easy to check um, and you've gone pretty far south so um, I would like one of you to make a stealth roll please my stealth's pretty good actually unfortunately <laughs> I've just rolled yeah I was about to say 17 18, 17. 19 no, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we did. Shut my mouth. Uh, yeah, you sort of decide. You I just like have to, to keep reminding people to keep their heads <laughs> down, is, is all. Um, you don't have to remind Karahad because he's not that tall. Um, and <laughs> every once in a while, you, you sort of like clamber up onto you know, a bit of wall that you reckon is, is likely and uh, just have a look over. Bit of wrecking. Head down, yeah. But I'd like all of you to make constitution saves, please. 20, not natural. Uh, don't use straight cool. 15. So you were all feeling pretty good, like you, uh, most of you were all fed and watered and taken care of before this happened, so you weren't feeling tired or hungry or thirsty or whatever. You can see the time coming where you have to stop and have something to eat or drink or whatever, but that time is not yet. So you're, you're coursing along, and I'll say that you can make it a good hour into the, the countryside. Yeah, so you are beyond eyeshot of this town now and the compound next to it, and you can start thinking about resting up and, and doing those things. So... Uh, it's about mid-afternoon now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and do, do you want to go back to the road, or do you want to sort of follow? Stay it? off the road. Yeah. Um, find find a good little camping spot. Yeah. Should I roll for it, or um, I'll say no. You can you can just take twenty on this. You can find a little camping spot. You know, cool. You, you use Karahad's natural thing yeah. that he's got. Yeah, you find like um uh, like a pinfold. It's a uh, animal enclosure. Do you remember the time when we found that camping spot and hid from bleak? Good times. That was a good camping spot. That's Until he tried to eat. <laughs> yeah, it was literally dead two days ago. Yeah. Fire's lit. We're all cool. There's a there's a tree Gimble. sort of um, just growing out the side of this. Gimble. Gimble's going to climb the tree, take off his bandana, and string it up on between two branches of the tree. And you see, it's got a skull and crossbones in the middle, and it's big enough for me to lie in quite comfortably stretched out. What a curious. 
Can I have that draft now? Are we all cool with this? Can I have that draft now? Gimbal's got to just, like, say, you're going to be out for a couple of hours. I want answers when you wake up. Fair enough. If I don't wake up, it won't matter. How long will this take to kick in? Strong stuff. Make me you should a... be out. Make me a wisdom nature check. Or an intelligence nature check. Fifteen. Fifteen. This potion says exactly what you say it says. It, sorry, it does exactly what you say it is. You'll be out within the hour. But you'll be out cold for four hours. There'll be no waking you. However much you give me, I'm just going to down it. Uh, a moment's pause, and then just down it. I'll brew some up over the campfire. It smells disgusting. I think it smells very nice. Two moments thought before I drink it, yeah. and then I down it. <laughs> I'll hand it to you, and may the spirits of the forest who watch over us watch over you as you are needing to be watched during this time when people need to be watched because they are in danger of being attacked because they are unconscious or <laughs> then are asleep. I've already finished drinking it before yeah. you finish. <laughs> That's it for part one. Join us for part two next week. Dungeons and Dragons is owned by Wizards of the Coast. The song was Shards of Glass by Louis Barabbas and the Bedlam Six. If you've got any comments, questions, feedback, or hate mail, whatever, send it to swordnutradio at gmail.com. That's swordnutradio at gmail.com. Or get in touch on Twitter at swordnutradio. And don't forget your lovely random facts, because we love them. They're brilliant. Thanks for listening.